to episode 227 of Caithness Craft Collective. My name's Louise, I've got the pod dog Buckle, two breakfasts, a Sandy and a Daisy in the house, and also a rather noisy laptop. It wants to be part of this too. This episode has a blather about rounding it up, a swap section, round up, and a me 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 section, round up. So get your cup of tea, or your New Year dram, or your IV drip, or your vaccine, and I'll let you know what the crack's been this past wee wily in Caithness. The blather, round it up. Traditionally, we look back at the year past and forward to the year to come, on these last few days of December. We are now at the end of the year 2020. Time moved incredibly weirdly this year. March and April seemed to go on forever. May was over quicker. And then again in September through to November, quickly December, and now again, I really don't know. Our perception of things shifted. Some things have been a long, long time coming, and by that I mean Black Lives Matter. Started by yet another black person being unnecessarily killed, going on to protests, and then there was a shift of opinion. And this wasn't just in the crafting and knitting world this time. I hope it continues to change so that black lives matter to everyone and then there's a level playing field for everyone. We do need to keep talking about it and standing up for those without voices. Bring them to the table that we sit at already. Normally I would run back through my crafting year, talk about what I've made and what I'm going to make next year. Normally I would have looked back onto Ravelry to see my project pages. Not this year, listeners. And we know why. I'm blaming the pandemic for everything and everyone's behaviour because otherwise I get a little bit sad for everyone and everything. Instead, I thought, I'll round it up. There's things we've adapted to. Some things we hate adapting to in particular. My thing that really, really bugs me, I don't quite know why, but it really annoys me every time I do it, is when you go into the supermarket or your shop of choice and you spray your trolley when I go shopping. I don't do an awful lot of shopping in places and I spray things at work and that doesn't bother me. I just take out my frustration on the trolley handle. It's shiny, it meets everyone, I can take it. I spray it with venom at the situation. I'm sick of doing this, I wish this was stopped. However, if I'm rounding it up instead of rounding it down, then the trolley meets everybody. The trolley is everybody's friend. I've learned how to do online meetings. I've done training I wouldn't otherwise, and now I have quite a cool sound editing tool that I'm still kind of still learning how to do. I've learned a lot of sewing this year with mum, and we've spent a really lovely time together. And whilst I'm trying to learn every single thing from her experience, I get to enjoy her company too, and she spends time with us. I get to feed her. She gets my burns to tidy up the rooms. No way more effectively than I can ever do it. She just looked at them in her grandma way as I stand beside her and laugh at them because they do it for her. They don't do it for me. I've gotten back to enjoying my neighbour's time too. We spent many an hour now gassing over the barbed wire fence at the top of my garden. When things were shouty in the house, we would go message and just let it out to each other in the seals down the harbour. And then after laughing a lot, we just got back on with things. We even got a date organised now <laughs> and we're going to go and walk to the bird hide next nice day. I did that yesterday with my best friend and if I could put the feeling of peace and tranquility that we felt in a parcel to you, 
I would. We chatted. Two breakfast buckle got to run his little legs off. We watched a ballet of swans, because that's a collective noun for swans. A Donald of duck, because that's not the collective noun for ducks, but you're all going doing Donald duck noises. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you can have Daffy too, or even Daisy. Then we saw a female hen harrier, which was hunting, and that was really quite cool. A man. The piece de la resistance. An altar. It was a big dog at Gotter, and my friend goes, Oh, look! Oh, I wish I had my, my binoculars. I nearly took them too. And I said, Oh, I nearly took mine too, but I thought, Well, we can't share. And she says, Oh, no, well, I've got my own ones. And we watched this wonderful otter swimming right across the loch of me. And it must have been fishing, and it was going down and being utterly wonderful. The sun was out, it was freezing cold. It was peaceful, and I just send that sense of tranquility to each and every single one of you. I think we all deserve it after this year. We have all had hard years before, some worse than others, but this year was a worldwide hard year. And in some places it started a lot earlier, and it just seemed to be constant. We share the stress. Some share the sorrow, and for you especially, I send my biggest, gentlest hug, along with all our listeners' love. We share the collective not knowing what to do. We share the willing for the new year to turn over, and a magic switch of, it's going to get better soon. This too shall pass. It will not break us. We collectively share the venomous moment, be it spraying the trolley, or not being able to hug. Or whatever it is that really gets you every time that you have to do it or not do it that reminds you you're in a pandemic. We also share seeing the best in people. We share the stories of people looking out for others with either money they have to spare or time they have or enthusiasm to make the world a better place. I bow my cap to Marcus Rushford whose job is a footballer but his vocation is to make sure that children get fed. I bow my cap to each, every single NHS here and worldwide medical worker who have gone to work this year. I bow my cap to teachers and school staff. I bow my cap to the emergency services and I doff my cap to the leaders. Not maybe so much the ones in London. Um, Definitely you in New Zealand, I'm I'm almost on the floor doffing my cap to your government. You seem to have done it correctly and possibly Taiwan. I think you've done it quite well. Um, Yeah. We crafters and knitters also reveled in the time that we were forced to be at home and to sit and knit and craft. The meditative process of the knitting is so good for us that we forget and take it for granted sometimes. It has been proven that when you're all encompassed in a craft, such as embroidery, cross-stitch, knitting or art, you lower your blood pressure and this helps with a healthy body and mind. We achieve things daily and again increase our happy hormones. Granted, we can get frustrated by mistakes, but nothing a good good throwing that project against the wall tantrum won't solve. That's not me, by the way, but my mum doesn't. Well, she's... She's kind of let her off. And I know it's not just her. 
I also suggested in March that, hey, it's time to knit with the good stuff. The stuff that you have kept for good. And now has been the time to get it on the needles or out the cupboard. And I have not quite yet got to my cashmere out for knitting, but I got some beautiful cashmere socks for Christmas from Richards and he bought them from Scotch Tweed. And I had them on last night again. They are divine to wear. It's such a treat. I have knitted some lovely garments with stash yarn. I don't think I bought any yarn this year, which, sorry, yarn industry people. But I have bought quite a bit of fabric and sewing things, like an overlocker, concealed zip foot, threads, fabric. And I used quite a bit of stash yarn and it finally told me what I wanted to be. Because <laughs> my yarn talks. Does your yarn not talk? It does, it, you just haven't heard it yet. I continue to suggest you that you use the good stuff if you've already bought it or you can afford to buy it or you were gifted it, then get thinking. If not now, when? In fact, have you decided you really want to make or learn a new craft? Not everyone makes resolutions. I kind of don't because I never stick to them. But I do like to have a few ideas to look forward to. I plan to carry on with my dressmaking and improve my skills to the point that I can do it without my mum's help. She can obviously be in the room and she was talking to me about this the other day and she says that she really enjoys coming up and I said, I really enjoy you coming up. And um, I like talking to you about it as well. But she said, you're improving. And I says, I still don't feel I can do it myself. I, I just don't feel that I can... I wouldn't have made a good a good job as I have done hey, without you and she says well maybe next time I'll get you to read it and if then ask if you know what I'm doing if you're doing it or what you're going to do and then I'll correct you if you're wrong and I thought my mum's so good so um, you can borrow her but I have to have her back <laughs> um, I hope that you're managing to spend some time with your special friends or loved ones or mums or dads if you can or grannies and granddads um, even if it is just Zoom because we need to keep on the connections I loved our connections this year we now have the infamous earning corner and also the not earning corner we continue to have the on the bus or train with masks on the walking the dog section the running section you in the car, stuck listening to your loved one's podcast. I especially like you. And it's really quite hard to think of the good things this year. I, it's easy to think of all the bad things. And I thought I'll try and round it up. And I think of Toy Story's Woody and his round-up gang. We never did find out if he saved Prospector from the mine that was about to blow up. I would have quite liked to have seen how he did it, but like most of the best films, you get left to draw your own conclusions. I do like happy endings and things all tied up, but I actually think that the best films and series are the ones where you have to decide, and then you can continue thinking about it long after you've left the cinema seat. So as hard as it is, please round up your love, your expectations, your wishes, and your time given to see in 2021. Section. 
think everybody has gotten theirs. If you haven't, please let me know and I'll do some email prodding. Everyone should have posted theirs long ago. And, well, we can't really um, say anything about the post because it's been overworked and there is a pandemic, so we have to give it a little bit of leeway. Hopefully, you will have all received theirs direction... Directions? <laughs> yeah, sit down, do some then. Um, no, your decorations in time for putting on your tree or hanging up on a hook or whatever you like to do with your decorations. Um, our tree came down on Christmas Day. <laughs> we got a tree out of our garden as we have quite a... We've, we live in a field, basically. And part of this field has got trees that Richard planted when Sandy was maybe two, three. I think he was three. Daisy was certainly there because he named most of the trees Sandy and one or two Daisy. And I was looking after Daisy as a baby, so he was either three or four. So a lot of the trees have sort of grown to maturity now. Not massive, but enough that you can take one in the house. So we took in a tree and for love of me, I can't remember what type it was, Christmas tree, pine, short needles, think Charlie Brown. And I had said that when he came back on home that we would have it quite close to Christmas because them kind of trees are quite bad for dropping their needles. Okay, so I did that. Day after I came home, I came home from work, there was a tree in the house. I was like, oh, okay, I would have rather had the fake tree, but there you go. The fake tree went to my mum's. <laughs> She's got it up. And so Bairns decorated it and it was lovely. Now, I missed getting my decoration. I'll go into this in a minute, but I have to tell you this. So the needles started dropping off and I was diligently picking them up and then it got closer to Christmas and there was quite a few presents there. So it was a bit harder too. The needles were dropping into the presents, onto the presents, around the presents. So Christmas Eve, quite a bit of needle drop and then we put the presents down and Santa had visited and Santa obviously boofed it with his big belly and loads and loads more needles fell off. So once the presents had been handed out and there was this great big green carpet of Christmas tree needles and I said that thing is getting yeeted out the door as soon as we possibly can if not tomorrow before you leave because Richard was driving off on Boxing Day back to work. Listeners, I think it was maybe half past eleven. That tree got yeeted out the door. <laughs> and it got his revenge because I was taking the decorations off the tree and these needles were going everywhere. They were going on my feet, on my lovely dress. They were going everywhere. They went up his oh, they were just nasty needles. So I took great pleasure once <laughs> the needles had all been tidied up and brushed first and then hoovered and thankfully they're not the long needles so it didn't clog the hoover which is always a worry but um and it even got its own back as we were taking it out the door because it scraped all the way down my neck and it was sore so listeners on tuesday we burnt it (laughs) it's just really bad we burned all the excess wrapping paper and i then stuck the tree in it and it got its own back because it's not finished proper burning the idea was Richard was going to chainsaw it down and we were going to use it for burning in the fire. And he probably will, actually. I'm going to maybe stick it back. But 
I really, really, really enjoyed burning my Christmas tree this year. Anyway, back to the swap. Thank you all for taking part. I th- hope that you really, really enjoyed opening that package and making new buddies and learning little um, gifts and stuff. And the few decorations that we actually had on the tree always make me smile because they're f- from past swaps. I mean, nothing particularly matches. I'm not a person that just has one colour on my tree. I never have been. These are all, and they all have different people that they got from. And my angel this year wasn't our usual angel. It was one Daisy found. And she isn't actually supposed to go on the top of the tree, um, but she did. And she promptly fell off because these needles were so small and she was knitted. She was stuck upside down on the tree for a week. And I just thought that's so 2020, I'm going to leave her. But she was made by the very, very lovely Elsline who came to my first retreat and um, sadly passed on the year after. But every year, bring it out. And I remember her, and then I remember Judith, who sent me it from Netherlands, a decoration, and various people over the years. And it's just a hope that you who have taken part in this had that special feeling of, oh, I remember I got this from so-and-so, and I remember this one. And, yeah. Now, an extra special thank you from me goes to Barbara who sent me not only a jumper's worth of Keith and Sean, as I mentioned last episode, that I love and I want to use it for good because <laughs> I, I still haven't thought of a proper pattern for it that it's going to do it justice. But Barbara sent me up another package with the most beautiful knitted cowl. And it has upwards of 170 bobbles knitted onto it. And I think it's got silk on it. And it is the most beautiful colour of red and it's soft. I've got it on just now. Doesn't match what I'm wearing, but I love it. It was so, so kind of you. Thank you very much. Absolutely no need, because you've already sent me the beautiful wool. But I've worn it a lot and I will continue to as well. And it smells gorgeous. What wool wool wash do you use, Barbara? Oh, it's just mm, lovely. And I will remember Barbara every time I wear it. So that's just lovely. Like, I'm wearing my Breathing Space by Valamaki, Vera Valamaki. And every time I wear this, I think of Louise. And I also think of Angela sitting in Edinburgh Yarnfest in the cafe. And then I found the rope stitch because I've, I've still got the safety pin. <laughs> you know, one of them little, little um, stitch holder markers that Angela gave me because it reminds me of them and it means I know that um, that is the right side of the jumper because I can never remember between every time I wear it because I've never shown in a, a label at the back of the jumper and to me it's not obvious which is front which is back <laughs> so I just love that kind of connection <laughs> another extra special thank you goes to Twins say Jan, hello Jan, who confused me because she sent me a lovely Christmas card and it had shower caps in it which I can use to cover up leftover food and I have three in the fridge right now, there's one on the grated cheese because we had fajitas last night, there's one on my neep and one on my cabbage (laughs) because she needed to know that. But she confused me because there was a British stamp on it and I opened up and I was, what is this? Because it was kind of thick. I was, 
from Jan and Dale. And I'm thinking, but Jan and... Oh, Jan and Dale sent us a car, everybody. That's so nice. She sent me shower caps. Now, I know we were talking about shower caps. Can't remember why I was talking about shower caps, but turns out it was ages ago when we were talking about how to cover your food without using cling film. Shower caps. Excellent. They are a pain to wash and dry, but if you've got shower caps in the house, you don't need to use a bit of cling film to cover your grated cheese. Ta-da! You could use a plate as well. <laughs> you know, like they used to actually do in back in the day, mum said. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. So this uh, card had a British stamp on it. And I was like, but Jan and Dale sent us, so I sent her a message. She said, I don't get how confused. Confused.com. So it turns out she had been, she, um, her swap was very lovely Polly Pocket and purple Polly Pocket. Sorry, there was a space there and I just was looking at Polly Pocket and the fact it, my spell checker doesn't like it. Anyway, so I know her real name, but I'm not sure if you do. So I'm just going to stick to purple Polly Pocket was Jan's swap. And she sent her a very nice package. So it did um, purple Polly Pocket. And she'd asked if she would send this card over to me, which very lovely Polly Pocket did. And I think she sent me a card as well. So thank you very much for both of them. And it was, it was very nice. I was very touched. And um, yeah, the plans have started to come back to see you, Jan, because he's out or he will be out. Fingers crossed. We've only got 20, 20 days to go. So yeah, that'll be cool. Anyway. Extra special thank you to to Ella of Gifnet Girl fame because, and I can't remember if I said this last episode, but I think it should be said twice. She sent me up some shortbread, Ella's famous shortbread, and the Bairns got some Lego nanoblocks of Sydney Opera House and the Barcelona Church that I can't pronounce, but you know, you all know what I'm talking about. And then um, when we were doing chicken lockdown I was upstairs looking for my staple gun which I found I was quite impressed and I came across the shortbread recipe and I've actually got two I've got one from the first or second time I met Ella and then another one when she gave them out and I had misplaced my first one are you getting the theme here well this recipe is now entrenched in my recipe holder in my recipe drawer I have a drawer for all my recipe books the ones that I do the most and then I have a shelf for some other recipe books and sometimes swap them over I have a bit of a ponchon ponchon soft spot for buying recipe books I love new cookbooks just love them um anyway thank you Ella that shortbread it lasted longer than I was expecting and I got some so it was very special and um, I said my love to you and Andy and finally for this extra special thank you this is to Turbo Gal Lisa and she sent me a spot package as well as Barbara and then I suppose Ella did as well and so Jan did so I'm, I'm spoiled little brat I got four packages from you lovely listeners this Christmas and I wasn't expecting anything if I got five because Barbara sent me two I just feel so spoiled um, so I'm hoping that I'm doing this justice for sending you so much love out in this episodes and hopefully you've had some peace over the year in the podcast from me 
not last episode, it was a bit down last episode, but Lisa sent me a swap package and she's just lovely. She says, I just wanted to send you this. <laughs> she sent me a tiny little Santa and these are the Mochi Mochi um, designer and she had been making some for her grandchild in the, I think it's like one ply. She uses tiny little needles and kindly, she had kindly come over to our retreat a few years back now with a bag full of them we all got to choose and I have, and I've mentioned this before and I can see them actually right now I've got a Viking and what was the other one? Oh, pirate well I got the pirate and Sandy got the Viking Daisy got a frog and I hope Richard got a Viking as well but I've got the pirate and the Viking pinned on the window just above where my kitchen sink is and I think about Lisa loads because I see them and she was making the Santa and I went oh I love them and she'd made some and Ellen twin say Ellen hello twin say Ellen had wondered what they were like in double knit <laughs> and I went I wonder what they're like in iron weight now she made them in double knit but I don't think she made them in iron weight and then I promptly forgot all about it and just thought oh that's so nice and then on Christmas Eve on the very last post here he was at six o'clock and he was a diversity Santa because he was black. So it was really cool. So he went straight on the tree and he is on my Instagram feed. <laughs> Twin St. Chances, where's my shower caps? <laughs> Just like, they're in my fridge. <laughs> but I got a wee box with the Santa, some Minnesota candy that oh, I didn't actually see for dust. They've, they've gone. Like, they went with Richard and Sandy kept well he's growing and he won't he doesn't stop eating so but I get better than that I got a skein of three Irish girls fingering weight merino so you've absolutely made my Christmases all of you I I mean I know I said that I missed getting the new decoration but I was I was more than happy with Barbara's yarn and that you all had swap friends and also, I really, 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 really do owe you all an apology because last episode I said that there was a Zoom meeting set up and then I went to send out the email to you all and I'm really, 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 really sorry. I was a week late. I honestly thought it was Saturday the 19th, but it was in fact Sunday the 13th and I am so sorry for that because I got it mixed up with the Bairns Sunday School Zoom meeting. I know I said I wasn't mainly up for it at the time, but I'm so sorry I messed you all up for it, the rest of you who would have Zoomed. I'm told that there was a few of you there um, and you had a lovely time. And you never know, you could always do it again. So I hope that you got out as much joy from your swap gift that I did. I'm so sorry for not giving you the Zoom meeting time in time. But I think that the next swap will be into 2021 for being hopeful and when it's much easier to go shopping again. So thank you all for everybody taking part. Right, I'm probably going to talk a bit faster now because I'm starting to get there and it takes ages to mix this. So we're on the me, me, me section. Things I can remember finishing this year. Now, I really, really, really love my stripy jumper called Optimism by Melski Knits, which I used knitting, no, I knitted using Space Cadet yarns. I can't wait to wear it again in the spring, because well, it's not really a very wintry jumper, because it's made with a linen bamboo. 
I also love the Ama Sweat by Maddie Harvey that I made for Daisy. She's about grown out of it now. I actually washed it again today. So I kind of feel like making her another one from some of my stash yarn. Although one thing and actually doing it still not quite there when it comes to garments. I've completely lost my ability to read patterns just now. I'll go on a bit. I finished the beautiful Serena Capelet by Pixel Atlantis in the summer and I have worn that quite a fair bit actually. She's got a double knit version now of this shawl which would be worth looking at if you were after a bonnie caped shawl. And it's a bonnie lace pattern once you get into it. And I finished knitting that hand spun I mentioned last episode. But <laughs> this was me all over. It was too short for anything so I ripped it completely out and I got a bit of satisfaction <laughs> ripping it out. And I think it would be better knit on bigger needles anyway. So it's gone back into the stash until it wa- until it tells me what it wants to be. Because it really didn't want to be a scarf. And I, I, pre- I um, respect that. Not everything wants to be a scarf. I then really fancied knitting a sock. Mum had been gifted some sparkly West Yorkshire spinners sock yarn in this year's colours from Wheelwork Louise, hello Louise, in her swap and was knitting socks. I had bought some colour, the same colour, but without sparkles the year before um, and this was with Louise, <laughs> my lovely friend Louise, in Ginger Twist Studio. Do you know, it's probably a good job that I'm not meeting them because I would not be able to not hug them. And um, I don't know if I've said it, but huge congratulations for Jess of Ginger Twist, who's going to have a baby. So it's really joyful news. And a huge congratulations to um, John Glenn's daughter, Sarah, who who I I know. Um, And she had a baby just before Christmas and doing well. And, you know, just seeing the joy, it must have been hard to have a baby in this year, having to go to the hospital appointments, mostly yourself, and just deal with that and the stress. But what good news. It's lovely to have some joy, joyous news to see and to share and to feel that somebody else has got love and smiles. And I know that the family will be just absolutely delighted with it. The, the news, not it, the baby. She's beautiful. And um, I know that she's certainly been clothed in love. John's been knitting and knitting and knitting because he's a good granddad. So, um, anyway, back to other happy news. Um, now, last year I was with Louise in Edinburgh and I went to Ginger's Twist Studio. So much for making this short. And I had bought some West Yorkshire Spinners sock yarn and it was one of the Christmas colours. And I had found my Addy Crazy Sock Trail needles cast on on Christmas Eve. And whilst we were waiting on the red cabbage and the turnip cooking, Mum, she's very good, rightfully suggested that we cook it the night before. So we had a great time yarning, knitting and chiming with Alexa, who didn't play my podcast when I asked her to the other day. I was sad. Just a quick hello to my Indian listeners. And, yes, that's you. Hello, Indian listeners. And hello to my Estonian listeners. Hello, that's you too. Who, whilst I'm thinking about who and how to listen, because I was looking at the um, distribution on my sort of statistics last night. I've also had a few episodes now on MP3 format again, so I've tried to feed it to Spotify and Amazon. 
So I'll let you know how I get on and hopefully you'll be able to listen to me on your smart speakers or your Spotify. Alexa, play Caveman's Craft Collective, latest episode. She just said that she doesn't know that one. <laughs> Not my Alexa, I'm imagining that yours did. I am sitting off your Alexa, so I'm bad that way. Alexa, Happy New Year. So, these socks are going to be for Richard. I've never knitted him socks before. And I know he's going to have bigger feet than I've normally before, but I'm only doing a plain sock, and that might be quite good for a knitting module. <laughs> only actually about an inch and a half, and, but it's on a one-by-one one rib. And it does fit over his foot, because I've tried it before he went off. So that's quite good. Um, and then sat and thought about the yarn that I got for Christmas. So it's pretty. It's shades of brown, and it's called... <laughs> leader of the pack vroom vroom to which Lisa had written on that's you <laughs> about <I> died <laughs> but I suppose I am of this pack which I really like because I like you a lot immensely so one night I sat and first I was watching wherever I was watching hand wound the yarn and then on Sunday I put on Bridgerton onto Netflix and cast on the clincher shawl by Ash Cairns which I'd been thinking about for a long time for years in fact in fact more than that six years <laughs> since I saw it the first time on Davy at the retreat I had thought about what contrast colour to do but do you know what listeners I don't think I'm going to bother with a contrast colour and just have the same thing on the same colour the contrast is suggested at the end where the shawl is it's an asymmetric shape and the short end of it have looped ends knitted along the bottom edge and then they're used for tucking in the pointy end of the shawl so it becomes a kind of bandana cowl and it's its own shawl pin this will be great for work because then I don't need a shawl pin brown goes with quite a few things that I've got including my hair and my ass because I'm a brown egg girl two songs for the price of one listeners leader of the pack vroom vroom and my brown eye girl which Richard actually does sing to me sometimes. <laughs> now, I did, in fact, make a dress with the gnome Christmas fabric that I bought from Empress Mills the day after the last episode. I washed it, I earned it, and then I started cutting out the pattern and did the dress, and then remembered it was directional fabric. <laughs> and my gnomes were upside down. And I was more than halfway through cutting the back of the dress just stopped I went to bed in the total huff and I can tell you exactly how I did it listeners because when I first put the pattern up the, the paper piece of pattern onto the pattern material too many parts here I'm like right gnomes facing up way perfect right I'm just going to double check what the pattern in the magazine says right okay oh the folds on the other side and then it's fits better if you have the pattern facing that way oh never thought about the directional of the pattern on my dress until I was halfway down the bodice. In fact, it was three quarters of the way cutting it. So, I worked out that I could cut the skirt out the right way and then I managed to find space on the fabric to cut out the bodice and then it would need to be joined. And I did ask my mum, would it be okay to do that? And she says, yeah, yeah, we can work it out. Hmm. It wasn't actually that straightforward. <laughs> But 
In the end, I was all the right way up and I didn't have to walk around on my hands like Richard suggested. And I said, Richard, it's a dress. Everybody would see my pants. <laughs> and I can't actually do a handstand or a headstand either. So my gnomes were not upside down. I used a dress from my Love Sewing magazine that you can download from the internet. And you get the pattern information in the magazine. You see this quite a lot. And it was called the Nancy Tunic and you can buy the pattern paper the paper pattern for that £10. I thought the instructions were nowhere near as good as the Amy Butler pattern, but I thought, it's okay, I can do this. And then it said stuff about collar. No picture in the magazine had a collar. It had the shape to cut out for it, and, which I did, because I'm not realising in the photo I'm a beginner and it just said cut out collar and, and I cut out collar. I'm not really a Peter Pan or Ruth May She Rest in Peace Ginsburg collar kind of person. I'm more of an Uma Pulp Fiction shirt collar person or no collar. So once I realised by looking up on the Google, I realised that the pattern instructions in the magazines were actually quite poor. I was just quite disappointed. So it's a tunic dress and I made it with long sleeves and it was below my knee. I added pockets using the pattern for my butt wrist dress earlier in the year. And the hard part was positioning them correctly as there was no markings for them on the pattern. And I, well, mum added them. But I have a mum and I'm not afraid to use her. She also put in darts in the front to give it a better shaping because I suit it way more than the straight style. I think this dressmaking is good for when you find a style that suits you and figure out how to sort the dress that doesn't into one that does. But you might also need mum for that. (laughs) So you can borrow her, but I have to have her back. There was also a concealed zip bin. Mum goes, I don't think I've done a concealed zip before. I was like, of course you have. We did one in my purple dress years ago. Turns out, no, no, no listeners, no, no, I did not. I did a normal zip, but it was covered over by a folded material. Not a concealed zip, which is a totally different thing. I have since ordered and received a concealed zip foot for my sewing machine and also I'd order a replacement threader after breaking it years ago whilst I was sewing under the influence of drink. I've never drank and sewed since. I don't recommend it whatsoever because you break things like needles and threaders. And we used a zip that I didn't actually think matched but I said to mum, yeah, get away with that. It says it's concealed, nobody will see it. And then mum says, yeah. And then we put it together and there's no over, not enough overlap. So we got away with it, but for the pesky kids. And had I not told you it was supposed to be a concealed zip and it is actually the wrong kind of colour because it's slightly purplish colour and the gnomes are red and you know, are you supposed to put purple and red together, are you? Not really. Well, yeah. However... I was wearing it with a Christmas jumper and nobody really saw it until I took my jumper off because it was too hot because I was bouncing around to the disco. I work somewhere where we had disco. <laughs> it was awesome. Socially distanced, of course, and they were in my work anyway. Because uh, I don't actually want to tell you exactly where I work, but I, some of you, I think, have guessed and um, I'm not going to talk about work other than I go to work and I do office stuff. However, right, back to this. So at work we talk about sloths quite a lot and uh, my boss bought me a sloth, teddy sloth, that sits over my computer at work and he's called Dave. 
and he's sometimes the emotional support Dave and he gets handed out to those that need emotional support and a cuddle from somebody who we're not allowed to cuddle so I said I'm not going to buy some sloth fabric she said you need to you really need to you need to make a dress so I've ordered some from Spoonflower um, but it's only two metres because they don't do two and a half metres so it'll be a little bit shorter sleeved than this dress that I just thought I was going to redo um, and also this month's mag- issue of the Love Sewing magazine whatever it's called can't remember there's a paper pattern for a shirt and I have fabric I bought from Manders years ago which was possibly I thought going to be the Amy Butler dress but I think it's a little bit too thin so it's going to make a much better shirt I've got to do a collar and a stand and this is an Uma Therma from Pulp Fiction collar but I've done that on Amy Butler dress so I'm it's going to be okay I'll think of it as the shorter version sometimes when you do something that's hard but you have no idea that it's hard until someone else says that that's hard it's a really good way to learn because you've already done it and you were informed before you were informed that it was tricky I really really enjoyed wearing that dress all Christmas week and Christmas day and I'm a little sad that I can't wear it now until next December because I get told to stop wearing a Christmas jumper now Louise but nobody can see me you can't put it away so they all got put back today after washing them I've worn them since Monday but it was fun to wear and we had a good day working hard to make the dress thank you mom. she listens sometimes she might listen on her new Alexa she got an Alexa for Christmas and we all knew she was getting an Alexa for Christmas and it was hilarious <laughs> her face was brilliant I think on that note this is plenty long it's going to be a huge file and it's going to be a pain but I'm going to leave you for 2020 or even I don't know when you're listening to this in the future listeners hello future listeners I hope it past me is up to your standard I sincerely hope that you have altars and swans and horizontal pizza over 2021 not vertical pizza because I don't think I've told you this listeners that's why I got one Friday when I thought we were getting a heated takeaway but didn't read the small print on the website that clearly said quite clearly that you get it and you heat it up yourself so we were waiting and I thought it was a bit strange we're getting it delivered between 2 and 5 to saying to the children don't eat much because you'll be too full by the time we get the pizza thinking it was coming heated horizontally gets handed a vertical bag and it was wrapped in lots of cling, cling film mm. so the, the pizza uh, well it was pepperoni it had an little slid to the bottom and it was quite easy to sort out but my, my pizza came vertically and it had to be heated up I was oh, I've ordered a takeaway that I have to heat up myself I was so hungry by the time I, I got at listeners but it was really really funny so this is my blessing to you may you have altars and may all your pizzas be horizontal and hot and may your gnomes all be the right way up. Oh, actually, speaking of gnomes and elves, um, if you've seen Eurovision uh, Fire Saga film on Netflix, uh, starring Will Ferrell, and they have the elves in it in Iceland, we made, I say we, I didn't, Richard made an elf house, and Daisy painted it, and we have put it down the bottom of our drive, and our elves now live inside it. So we have left a blessing for them of some um, Columba gin 
which was very nice, uh, from the island of Iona. And now we have elves. And so now we can blame the elves. If anything goes wrong, it was the elves. And if anything goes good, we can thank the elves. But to finish, I thought that I could in fact read you a poem for New Year. This one you might know. You can join in if you like, particularly you and the boss. Get those lungs going because they might join in too. So this one's for you, Isabel and Shirley. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot in days of old lang syne? For old lang syne, my dear, for old lang syne. We'll tag a cup of kindness yet for days of old lang syne. We too have run about the braes and put the gowans fine, but we've wandered many a weary fit since days of old lang syne. We too have paddled in the barn frae morning sun till dine, but seas between us braid high roared since days of old lang syne. For old lang syne, my dear, for old lang syne, we'll tack a cup of kindness yet for days of old lang syne. And surely you'll be your pint stroke, and surely I'll be mine, and we'll tack a cup of kindness yet for old lang syne. And there's a hand, my trusty fear, and geese a hannah thine, and we'll tack a right good gillywat for old lang syne. For old lang syne, my dear, for old lang syne, we'll tack a cup of kindness yet for old lang syne. For old lang syne, my dear, for old lang syne, we'll take a cup of kindness yet for old lang syne. Thank you so much for listening this year and keep on crafting.